There it is, everybody. Happy Monday, and welcome to Season 2 of Heading Back to the Window, although we could have a new name here pretty soon. We've been, ta- we've been talking in, uh, about changing the name of the show with our rebrand here, so uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Welcome to Season 2. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We are now part of the Max Wager Network, Scott. M- Is that w- official? MWN. Um, I think that's official as of today, if I'm okay. uh, if I'm reading my email chains correctly. I believe we are officially part of the uh, MWN today. We've kind of merged with some folks over at Winners and uh, over at Picks and Barlays. And uh, adding some new content and doing some cross promotion. We'll be on Allie's show tomorrow night if you watch her Allie on winners on uh, picks and parlays. And of course, we thank her for stopping by Friday. I think she's going to be our regular Friday guest as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, greetings to everybody that's out there. JC Stone in the house. Jefferson C. What's up, Jefferson? Nice to see you here. Um, it's good to be here. How would your your weekend go, sir? Uh, it was definitely up and down, mostly up, but. It was really, really good. It was going to be one of my best weekends I've ever had. And then the NASCAR race happened. And mm. you had that caution with about two laps to go, which killed my matchup prop yep. with Truex yep. against Byron. I also had Larson to win. I had Truex to win. I mean, hell, we had the same three drivers in our right. actual video. But both of them had shots to win it. I don't think Truex would have gotten there. No. It looked like he had a chance and he wasn't going to catch Bush. Dialed into second Larson for sure, was though. leading with about two turns to go. You have the best driver on the entire circuit with two with two turns to go. You like your chances. Didn't work out. So NASCAR, I'd say hurt, but it was still mostly positive. Yep. You? Uh, uh, yeah, well, I was obviously on this, a lot of the same NASCAR picks you were. Uh, this was a weekend of uh, everything. Everything I had loses by a point and a half or an overtime. So, okay, just not fantastic. <laughs> J.C. Stone said the caution flag bent me over. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Tim Earl in the house. What up, Tim? Good to see you here, right, my who's friend. Who's the one who? That was it. Was Jones who spun out? Yeah, yeah, it was Jones. Okay. It uh, he just it just locked up on him. He couldn't do any. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't keep it on the apron at all. So, um. Towson or the Blue Hens, we're jumping right into it, man. So, uh, Big X in the house, what's up? Seventeen seventy-seven memorabilia. All right, let's do let's do one here before we get started on our on our regular segment, Scott. Um, we got Towson against Delaware tonight. That's going to be the first game on your sheet. Eight seventy-one, eight seventy-two. Towson State, we all know about their defense. Play very good defense. Um. As far as as far as what they did during the season, uh, they met twice. Uh, Towson uh, took both of them, scored sixty nine in each. They win by twelve once, and they win by seven the other time. Um, where you check in on this, buddy? I'm kind of biased, but I've liked Towson for pretty much the entire year. Of course, they're not Wilmington. They didn't cover almost every game for about a month and a half straight. Right. But Towson's been a very solid team. I truly have not seen much of Delaware this season, so I have to plead ignorance on them, but I like the under. It opened up at 139. It's down to 137. You you talked about the first two regular season meetings, and each of them barely reached 130. The total sounds way too high to me. I like the under. Okay. All right. Yeah, I would be interested in, in a Delaware team total under as well. I like Towson there. 
the uh, it's the old. We had Zodwick hit us up on on Twitter yesterday about the can't beat a team three times. What do you say? Seven out of nine times over the weekend, yep. they beat them the third time. Yeah, if, if you're if you're better than the team for twice, for two times, a good chance you're going to be better than I don't them think, for three. I don't times. know if he said that or if he said that the meetings today involve oh. a team beating the other team twice in the regular season. I think you're talking about today's slate. Okay, well, it could be. Uh, Brandon Kubas says, happy Monday, fellow. Another another positive week in the books. Very nice, Brandon. Congratulations. J.C. Stewart, not a big uh, Larson fan, Scott. I mean, my bankroll was so, until he didn't win, but you're in a spot where you get the best driver and with half a lap to go. You gotta like your chances. Hey, I'm not. I'm, didn't happen. I'm not going to dinner with him. I just want to make money off of him. That's it. That's it, man. Pretty much. All right. So let's uh, let's get to started, Scott. We got a lot to talk about today. Of course, conference tournaments really getting into full swing. We've kind of had the uh, kind of had the opener and the features, and now we're going to start getting some headlining acts. Of course, we got to uh, we got to, we we're subjected to some bad basketball over the first couple of days here, but this should be a fun week. This is one of my one of my favorite all-time weeks, Scott, when the uh, wall-to-wall basketball during the day. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of conference tournament week. Usually do pretty well, so we'll see if that holds true. Didn't hold true this weekend on some of the mid-majors, so let's see if it gets a little better here. Let's find out who else joined me in the Misery Island over the weekend. Let's find out who took it in the shorts and who took it to the bank, the winners, the whiners. You know who you are. People had to pick up their cell phone and call the cops. <laughs> All right, so these are all going to be from Saturday, by the way. Uh, Sunday, the only really awful beat, and it wasn't even awful, but it was uh, I had uh, UMass Lowell plus points, and, of course, it goes to overtime, and overtime, not the friend of the underdog or the underbetter, Scott, and it certainly wasn't in that case as they lose by eight, did not cover. But uh, Saturday, there was some shenanigans, and we'll start off with the big orange, if you had the Syracuse money line against Miami, led by seven points with a minute, one second left. Miami closed the game on a 10-zippy run. No more points for you, Syracuse. The orange lose outright by three. Hey, Bayheims, call the cops. I actually watched that live. I, I saw the entire comeback there. It turned the game on. Syracuse is up by 12 with like five to go. They couldn't get an inbound pass in. Like, it was really, really bad. And, yeah, Syracuse might not even make the NIT. But looking at Saturday again, this one was potentially the worst beat of the weekend. Uh, you had McNeese State plus two against Houston Baptist. If you had the over in that game, it went over by about, I don't even know, 100 and something points because the game landed about 280. Right. But you had... Four overtimes, and we have to backtrack to triple overtime because McNeese State trailed by two points with less than two seconds left. So, in other words, you're going to be pushing to have the ball, whatever. They make a go-ahead three-pointer with less than one second to go. So you basically automatically win or push, except a team manager <laughs> on the bench ran onto the court to give his uh, player a hug. They called a technical foul on the team manager. The other team made a free throw. You went to quad overtime. <laughs> and McNeese State lost by five in quad overtime. Uh, that might be <laughs> the... I don't know if it's the worst speed of the year. I still think the and one in that Oral Roberts game is probably the worst speed of the season. Right. 
That's an all-timer. A team manager runs onto the court in triple overtime. You're up one with .6 on the clock, and you somehow don't cover plus two. That's almost impossible. I don't know if it's the worst beat, but it's certainly one of the most unusual ones to be sure to be certain about that. That's just it's uh it's like the dude for the Rams in street clothes that ran into the end zone to celebrate and got the flag. Mm-hmm. Although it did had much more impact, obviously. But you think those you think when they uh, toss the shorts and jock straps at him, they're gonna have a little mustard on them in the in the over in the uh, locker room after four fucking overtimes and they end up losing the game because of Stevie the manager. You think they're going to be just winging that shit right at his face instead of, uh, ooh, I missed the basket again. Brutal. Brutal. Unfortunately, somebody did have a photo on Twitter of the said team manager. Uh-oh. So some people might know who he is. I don't, but it's going to be tough to show your face on campus after that. Mm-hmm. Steve, Steve Bartman's like, oh, well, not quite as bad, but. I, I can really. I still don't even blame Bartman for what happened. Yeah, let's let's do. That's let's, a separate story. It's, it's a separate show. So, hey, heading to the Big Twelve, man. Uh, Texas plus six and a half. That's actually a bet that I liked. Uh, it's a tie game with two seconds left. Uh, Ku hits the buzzer beater, the three pointer to win it. Uh, okay, well that's fine. We we're okay. Uh, video review, uh-oh, determined that the ball was still in the shooter's hand at the buzzer, right off the tip of his fingers, but no! Texas, they lose by seven in overtime. Oh, my God, not good at all. If you had Texas plus six and a half, tear your ticket up, punch the dog, kick the TV, and call the cops. Not good. I think it's even worse because Texas covered for the entirety of regulation and for about the first four minutes of overtime. Mm. They covered for about 44 minutes, and if you had them, you lost. So even though I know that it's supposed to be the weekend recap and we could have done some Sunday stuff, those three beats on Saturday are ridiculously bad. How do you not put those in? We had to put those in. I mean, those are crazy. I know, I know. Well, there was some good news out there, and the people that were on the right side had it handicapped, handicapped correctly, and it didn't go to overtime to screw you. Uh, you know who you were. You had a nice, easy Saturday because you were sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one, if you ended up having the Red Wings and the Panthers over six and a half goals on Saturday, you had four goals in the first period. That's a pretty good start right there. Followed by three goals in the second period. That'll do, pig. Game landed eight, but you didn't have to watch the last 20 minutes. A lot of six and a halves in the NHL these days, man. A couple of, of sevens. They yeah. usually involve the Panthers. Yep. Usually. Or the... Uh, um, Maple Leafs? No, who's the... What's the uh, the other one that's been just on a scoring... Devils? Uh, the Devils, yeah. That's it. Diablos. I can't, every time I hear the New Jersey Devils, I can't get the, the Seinfeld out of my head. Of course. With the, the devil with putties, yeah. Diablos, <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Get Washington State out there in the Pac-12 minus one and a half against Oregon. What you're thinking? What I thought Oregon was good. Um, yeah, they were, but not now. Led by 14 and a half, did the uh, did the Cougars, and they end up winning by 20. Ducks, what's up? What's up, boys? Remember when they were talking the about? One, remember when they were talking uh, about the Ducks being the national champions? That was fun. Oh, good times. Yeah. And the last one, if you had Colorado plus one and a half against the Utes, uh, you led by 21 at the half. 
won by 13. Utah, for the last couple of home games, favored against Arizona State, favored against Colorado. Yep. I've faded them both times. I don't know why Utah, even at home, is getting some respect from the books. They're just not very good. No, they're not. And Arizona State's been a good team, too. They won again over the weekend. But yep. The Pac-12 has been a pretty interesting conference as a whole because Arizona was expected to be pretty good. I don't think anyone thought they'd be this good. UCLA has underachieved a bit. I think USC is as good as people thought they were. Now, they wouldn't be a top 10 team, but they'd be somewhere in the top 20 yep. in the AP. Arizona State, though, I got to give Hurley props. They've been really good for the last three weeks. Yeah, and a lot of these teams, you know, a lot of these teams, especially if you plug in a bunch of new starters, it takes a while, and some teams it takes longer than others to kind of figure out their stroke. But, uh, you know, we don't always do the extra segments, but these are two that just have to be talked about. We'll start kind of light, light-hearted here. Um, and if 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 we if we took a poll of our audience and made them guess about what this is going to be, I bet they'd get it right. Uh, let's talk about it, Scott. It was a big Saturday. It was a big moment. It was one of the all timers taking his last bow in the home court. I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, let's find out uh, why I'm not mad, but I'm definitely <laughs> disappointed. So. As you, what the hell? It is an emergency edition. It is an emergency edition. <laughs> red alert, red alert. It's actually an accurate one. So as you were probably aware, I don't know if anybody saw this on, on the, the news or sports shows or social media, you might have seen a mention or two about this being Coach Krzyzewski's last game, last home game, last regular season game as the coach of the Duke Blue Devils. And, uh, Scott, we had people camping out for up to two months outside the Cameron Event Center to get tickets. Uh, game day tickets were going for upwards of $4,000 to get you in the door. Big moment. They've got their heated rival, the all-time, all-time rivalries. Uh, one, of, one of the probably top five most uh, where they actually hate each other. The North Carolina Tar Heels coming to town. What could be Duke better? Duke also beat them by about 30 on the road earlier this season. I think they beat them by exactly 30 on the road. I think that's, ex I think that's exactly correct. And, uh, of course, the place is going nuts, living up to its name of the Cameron Crazies. Duke gets off to a fast start, have a big double-digit lead there in the second half. Everything is going perfectly according to script. Uh, Scott, what happened in the second half? Uh, North Carolina kicked their ass. That's what happened. <laughs> Coach Shashevsky decided he just wanted to coach for a half of his last game. You'd think, you'd think on that last game you'd, uh, you'd give it a full effort. But nah, I'd take the second half off. North Carolina pulls away late, ends up spoiling the, uh, spoiling the fond adieu of Coach K. So sorry. I'll say this. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy. All I know is that if you paid $80,000... <laughs> to witness the final game as a coach on the sideline. I'm just going to be honest. I think you're an idiot. Like, it's one thing if you want to spend money and see Seth Curry break a three-point record. Okay. Or you want to see LeBron break Kareem's record. Is there you want to see 80,000? Yeah, a player accomplish something for, I'd say, athletic achievement. Okay. $80,000 was what some of the seats were going for in that actual arena. To watch what? Krzyzewski sit on the sideline for three hours? Insanity. 
insanity. I, I, I don't know. It's not even like it's a great Duke Carolina team this this no, year. No, no. Carolina was a threat to miss the tournament. Right. Duke was playing better lately, but as we know, I haven't really been a big fan of them the entire season. It's not like Zion's still there. Like you look at Duke's team, Boncaro's pretty good. Williams is pretty good. Leaky Black versus Boncaro. Eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you think he kidnapped Chelsea Clinton? Uh, what? Oh my god. Huh? Um, that's, that's ridiculous to me. That's I agree. Insane. I agree with that. Is there what would be the okay, so let's say of events that happened in the last 25, 30 years, what would be the number one event you'd like to go back and see and how much would you pay in today's dollars? Now for this, do I have my current actual bankroll? No, you have you have not unlimited funds. You you if you spent a hundred grand for this if you spent a hundred grand, you'd feel it, but okay. it wouldn't break you. Okay. Fair. Oh boy. I'm trying to think my teams have been terrible for an eternity. Um right. I, mean, I had the Yankees title in 09. That's basically it. That's really all I've got. Uh if I could witness anything. Do you have anything in mind? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I would have liked to have seen Cal Ripkins break uh, Lou Gehrig's record because when okay. when I grew up, that was th- thought of as one of the unassailable pinnacles. I mean, do you the, need to stay for the game for that, or do, are you just there for the first inning and then you can go home? I think you have to wait till the fifth. I think you have to wait till. No, the I, think, I think if you just play, it has to be. A, to it has to be an official game, though. It doesn't. It doesn't really count until the fifth okay. inning. So yeah, I mean it's. It, technically, it's broken when he takes the field as long as it goes five innings. Um, okay. I would have also liked to have seen... Um, oh, what was I? What, what was I? What was I thinking here? Um, no. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Kirk Gibson. Kirk Gibson hit, okay. the, hit the home run in L.A. But, you know, that wasn't, a, that wasn't a game seven, though. That's the, no, that's I'm going to ask, do that. I have, like, time travel capabilities? Like, yes. or do I have to be alive for this? No, you could, you could go back. That's why I said 25, I can go to, years. like, 1970. Like, okay. okay. I was thinking of my luck, because I'm asking, because yeah, most okay. of these events, people are mentioning yeah. the Mets won the World Series, Jordan's buzzer beat, or whatever. I was, like, one years old. Okay, yeah. Like one year old, or I wasn't born yet. So that's why I'm asking. Um, Assuming I can go back to any time period... I probably would have picked Lake Lake Placid. Oh, okay. Oh, that'd be good. I would love to have been at the 80 uh, U.S. against Soviet Union for the hockey game. Yeah. Of course, ironically, it actually wasn't for a medal. Right. That was actually for the semis. Yeah. It was. To, it was still, to guarantee you a shot at a medal. Yeah. It was a shot at a medal. Yeah. But either way, I probably would have picked that. I think that's one of the greatest moments ever. There's some. Uh, there's some great ones out Kobe's there. Last game. Yeah. Which is a good choice. I probably would have picked Kobe's 81-point game over the last game if I had to choose a Kobe game in there. But I do think one of the most underrated sporting events for me might be just personal preference. I would have loved to have gone to that Bulls-Celtics triple overtime game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know the Celtics won the series in seven, but that Joe Kim Noah poster dunk on Pierce in triple overtime, I think that might be one of the best basketball games ever played. Yeah, it's hard. I would have loved to have been there. Hard to argue with that as far as the time and the overtime. A lot of good answers out there. Uh, you, seven, 1777 uh, memorabilia uh, agrees with you there with the Jazz. Tim Earl's got the Mets in the 1986 World Series. Peter Wolf, Ali Foreman, and Zaire. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. the Rumble, the rumble in the Jungle. The box. A lot of people are mentioning like 
tiger moments and mm-hmm. Kobe and everything. I'm trying to think of something that's a little bit undervalued. I think Lake Placid is like an all-time undervalued sports moment. Accused uh, to win the 2003 uh, men's championship. Was that the Sherman Douglas team? That was the mellow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moore. That's right. That's right. Sherman Douglas. Team Ork, though, underrated. Kobe's last game, yeah. Uh, I would... I would take. I would love to see the '97 Masters when Tiger, but I, I would have loved to seen the uh, was it the '17 Masters where he where he came back and won. How cool would that have been? Yeah, that would have been very cool. The signing of the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> non sports related. That's yeah. That's I. I would have liked to have seen that whole fucking three month period of of how I everything like was put together. Heads at. He wanted to be at the Malice in the Palace. Okay. I like it. sitting about tenth like row, ten, ten, tenth row behind the bench. Our tests just start kicking people's asses. Yeah, you know I'm kind of in for it. That's not bad. Uh, game three of the 2016 World Series. See David Wright's home run. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'm guessing Tim may be a Mets fan. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm trying to think of moments that my personal team has had. I'm assuming your answer might be just the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. With Dude, the homes, right? I was at the '85 World Series game six, the Don Denkinger game. I was. Okay. I was at that game, so I saw. One of the, arguably the greatest moments in Kansas City sports history. I was I, I saw that, so I can't I can't really lament too much. Um, seeing the Chiefs' first Super Bowl, uh, the 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 second Super Bowl here a couple of years ago. Uh, in retrospect, I should have paid the money. I should have I should have spent the fifteen twenty grand and gone to see it because. I mean, for Yankees moments, I could talk about Aaron Boone's home run against the Red Sox in 03. Jeter's but- tag. Jeter's tag, but you can go through all of Jeter's home run against Arizona's Mr. December, but, or sorry, Mr. November, but still the point is, is that they didn't win the world series that year. Right. In either of them. Right. So it really depends on how you look at it. Like I do think that even though the Boone home run is legendary and the Jeter tag and the Jeter home run against Bai Young Kim happened the same year in 01, if you don't win the championship, then isn't some of that experience kind of tainted to some degree? Sure. Sure. It, like, it I think it is. A lot more, the boot number would have meant a lot more if we didn't lose in six to, to Florida. Yep. Yep. Like, I, I, I factor that in. Yeah, you kind of got to, I mean, like, if you want to talk about the greatest World Series moment that nobody ever really talks about, it has to be Joe Carter's walk-off, right? Yeah. Or the 10-inning pitcher, or the 10-inning pitcher's duel uh, with the with the Twins. And I was going to say, you could, you could talk about uh, Moore's. Yeah, Jack Morris going ten innings, fucking give up one run, yeah. no runs, shutout, whatever yeah, it no was. They won, they won one nothing. That's right. That's right. So no one said a Tom Brady moment. <laughs> it's also tricky for a Brady moment because a lot of these playoff moments, you could say the Tuck Rule game. Yeah, sitting in the snow, no, nope. negative th- five if, degree weather. If I was in, be there. if I was in a luxury box, no, no question at all. Um, see, that's rather than spend spend the dollars and see your team's biggest game and they lose, or stay home and, and they win. And I've told you before about that. That's that's why I didn't go to the, the Super Bowl because it could have turned out like the Chiefs' next Super Bowl, where they score nine points and suck, you know. And then you've spent twenty grand seeing shit. Yeah, uh, Kirby Puckett walk off force in Game Seven. Another really good one. Yeah, that was. God love Kirby Puckett. Okay, I don't think I would pick a baseball moment though, because you're talking about one particular aspect of the game. It depends if you enjoy sitting there waiting for the event to happen in three hours. Uh, we didn't say we haven't said anything, Damien, about the NBA yet. Uh, Sabonis big game against the Knicks. Yeah, that would have been killer. Uh, if you want to go way back, how about Wilt and Hershey scoring a hundred? That'd have been fun. 
See, I, like I would be biased and picked one of the Jordan games. Like you can talk about one of those, but that involves being in Utah. Right. Like, right. do I want to be in Utah? Not really. <laughs> you know, like I'm being honest. Like I, I'm trying to factor everything in and it's just like, there's a lot of games or a lot of moments you can talk about. You can even mention a UFC fight here and there, but right. it's tough. I do think that one of the Ali Frazier fights is definitely a very solid answer. And I respect that. Yeah. But yeah, you get, there's a really a lot of different choices out there. I'm sure Very I'll have good. a better answer if I think about it more. Yep. But my teams, once again, have really not won much yeah. in the last not in your life. something years. Not in your life. All right. So we've officially gone down the rabbit hole. So let's... Uh, yeah, we have. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to it. Uh, Mike Stoker wants to know about the Jackrabbits. Minus nine. Um, Scott, South Dakota looked pretty good against the Rouge yesterday. Of course, Jackrabbits got the first round by. Um, uh, yeah, we're going to talk, talk about that game later. We um, spread. Yeah. I don't mind it. I they killed them in the regular season twice. Covered. I, I think that it's really a tough call because you're in a neutral, and it's not even just an actual conference rivalry. It's an in-state rivalry because it's South Dakota versus South Dakota. But for me... In South Dakota. I'm a big fan of this Jackrabbits team, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of biased. Okay. Willis Reed coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, I was I was thinking that. I was wondering if anybody was going to say it. Absolutely. Um, so, it's a... Uh, we've got some of the some of the, uh, some of of the the lesser games getting started in the conference tournaments tonight, Scott. Um, uh, of course, you got the uh, you got the West Coast Conference in play there. Zags, that line's gone from 13 to 14 and a half uh, against the Dons. Is Gonzaga going to uh, going to hit the gas here in the postseason? They should, especially after losing to St. Mary's. Was that a wake? Was that a wake up? Game. Was that a wake up call for them? I think they needed it, but you can talk about in previous years. I remember they lost to St. Mary's in the conference title game a couple of years ago. I think they scored like 40 something points. They got killed mm-hmm. and. You thought it might wake them up, and they lost again in the Elite Eight or something like that. So it's one of those spots where Gonzaga, you know, is going to coast through most of the regular season in conference play, if not all of it. I think it's a good wake-up call pre-conference tournament, but it once again sums up why I'm not going to bet this team to win the title. Yep, agreed. Uh, although, man, if you look at the if you look at the top teams or any team, you can point to one or two times this year they've absolutely just shit the bed. No, in, correct. But if you're going by betting odds, Gonzaga's the prohibitive favorite mm-hmm. at around what are they four to one now? Uh, I've seen four hundred, four twenty-five. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Would you want to bet? I wouldn't. No, I'm not. I, I, yeah, like I said, I talked to a buddy of mine today looking for tips, and I, I steered away. I from mean, Gonzaga I'd rather sure. bet plus four hundred on a Larson to win a NASCAR race. I'm being honest with you. You want to? Uh, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, if you want to talk about a spot where you want to talk about a favorite in the plus four hundred range. At least Larson, you know, is probably going to finish in the top three. Yep. Gonzaga could lose really anywhere from the Sweet 16 onward. Very true. And somebody's asking about the Houston Rockets plus the 15 tonight. Eric Gordon out for the Rockets. Oladipo's been upgraded to probable. Kyle, uh, Kyle Lowry's been upgraded to probable. Can we talk about that for a second? Oladipo's still alive. Good for him. Yeah. Well, seems like he's played. He's played in what, a year and a half? I was going to say he's played like four games in the last three years, but. And it's why I like Miami to come out of the East. It's because even though you don't know what to expect from Oladipo, if he is anywhere near what he used to be, or even, hell, 60% of what he used to be, and he's coming off your bench, 
your team's already loaded. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, Miami, do they have the deepest team in the league? They do I now. didn't say best. I said deepest. They do now. One through one. I think they do. One through one through eight, one through ten. Yeah. I don't think I think Phoenix is close yep. in terms of depth. As long as everybody's but healthy. Sure. Miami, I still think is gonna win the East because they play a very annoying style of basketball that gives a lot of teams fits. And Oladipo, we know is a good defensive player. We know he has some offensive firepower to his game. I have to see him play first before I actually make any full rulings on how impactful he's going to be down the stretch. But it's not going to hurt to get a guy back. You want to uh, you want to step in front of this? You want to step in front of this Miami team with 15 points in Houston without Gordon? They jumped up and beat, beat Me- Memphis yesterday. They beat Memphis yesterday. That's right. Now they and now they uh, got they got to travel from Memphis to my, or from uh, uh, from from Houston to Miami. So I think the issue I have with Houston though is that on the road they are totally atrocious. Awful. They are nuts and in, in a bad way on the road. So well, you know they're actually. I'm looking. I'm looking at a team total under for Houston. They're actually better on the road, believe it or not, because they had that horrible stretch to start. They've actually rallied. They're 15 and 19 against the number at, at, on the road. 25 well, and 20, 25 and 38 games, overall. So they're 10 and 19 at home. So yeah, but look at the last couple of road games there. I know they got buried by a Boogie Cousins led Nuggets team because Jokic didn't even play. Right. So I'm looking at the team total under okay. because I do think that on the second I have a back to back. With Miami's defense there on the road, Houston's offense should have a really hard time. I like the team total under. What are we looking at there as far as the team total? You got uh, 104 and a half, something like that. Okay. Seems a little bit high to me for a back-to-back. Don't hate that. Um, Magellan Sports like Santa Clara on the money line. Yep, I don't hate that. If you want to go recent games I wish I I was at, I wish I was at the Gonzaga-UCLA game. No, that's good. How about the the Mike Jones tackle? Of uh, Kevin Dyson, and the uh... the game itself was fun because McNair went nuts in the fourth quarter. Right, so that's fair. Right, um, Knicks versus Kings tonight. What the, the Knicks doing by winning? God, they won big time last night. If the Knicks were decent in the second half, they would actually be on a decent winning streak right now. But they won yesterday against the Clippers. Uh I actually like the Knicks tonight, just okay. because. The Sacramento team can't even beat a Mavericks team with no Luka and a double-digit lead in the second half. Yeah. What are you doing? I, I can't lay points with the Kings here. Can you? Oh, which team shows up? Is the first-half team a second-half team? If you get that, That's team, the point, if though, you get the that Knicks, first-half team to show up for the full game, it, should, it, it blow them out. But the Knicks actually are... I, I don't want to say consistent because I would imply that they don't win many games because they obviously don't, but... The Kings just are so much worse than they are on paper. I'm not laying with the Kings on the road. Like, that's a surefire way to lose money over the course of a season. It's either Knicks or pass okay. for me. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say that with a with a heavy lean towards pass. I like Knicks' first half, though. They've been a very good first half team. Fair enough. Um, James S. says, I'm on Arizona to make the Final Four. And uh, like Fort Wayne to win the tournament. Uh, I, yeah, we talked about that Fort Wayne team before the tournament. I mean, we, we mentioned them pre-tournament. I know they... we were looking at originally Oakland. We thought about, but I'm pretty sure we kind of fell off on Oakland a little bit. Yep. I like IPFW for the value. Yep, absolutely. They're, were they catching two? Is that still two? I believe so. Yeah, I would play that. It's either two or two and a half now. Scott Nomak has uh, Santa Clara plus uh, plus the five. <sighs> yeah, that's. 
I was looking at the under. The regular season meetings wouldn't exactly agree with it. Right. But I have seen some under money coming in. It's St. Mary's on a neutral. I'm not taking the over with St. Mary's being involved. Like that I'm just not gonna do that. First half under, maybe. But the thing is, Santa Clara looked really good offensively against Portland. They play up tempo as well. St. Mary's, we know, just wants to make paint dry. Yep. They want to watch paint dry. I mean, there's no other way to describe them play. If they played North Texas, first team to 40 wins. Oh, like, yeah. It's a matter of, do I think either of these teams are going to get to 70? And I don't. So I'm looking at the under. Yep. Yep. I think you got to. Um, Lakers and Spurs over 234 and a half. I have a play today on the game. Mm-hmm. I, I got a mm-hmm. player prop on LeBron. Uh, it's either over or pass. I was going to wait on the total to see if DeJounte Murray was going to play or not because he was questionable this morning. It seems like he is active. San Antonio will be missing a player or two, most likely. It seems like Lonnie Walker and Vassal are both going to be out. But the Knicks don't guard anybody. The Spurs definitely don't guard anybody. Each team ranks top six in pace. I think it's going to go over. So I like the over in that spot. Okay. You? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's such a high total to get involved with with the Lakers. Um, is it that high, though? Is it? Well. I don't think it is. It's the, uh, I'm looking, it's it's definitely the highest total they've played in the last 20 games. I'm looking to see, looking to see for the Lakers when the last time they had a total in the 230s. And it's, it's been. It's not, I don't even know if it's a matter of what the total was or where it landed. I mean, that Golden State game flew over, but San Antonio can't guard anybody. And I know for a fact the Lakers can't guard anybody either, but you look at the regular season meeting earlier, the Spurs killed them a couple of months ago in the, then the Staples Center. Yep. They played three times. I mean, the last game was 138 to 110. Yep. The second game landed 220. And the first game landed 246. So two of the first three meetings have landed 246 or higher. So you've averaged take the over. You've averaged 235 basically for those three for those three games. Two, two, four, two, yeah, with one massive outlier to an under. So I'm gonna look at the over. Okay. All right. Uh Bruins versus Kings over. Blue Jackets versus Maple Leafs, Nuggets versus Golden State. Daryl's uh, looking for an overwhelming day. Um, so let's start. Let's start with the. Let's we'll start with the Golden State game. Then we'll take a look at the two at the two hockey games there. There is a zero percent chance I'm taking the over in this game. Zero. With everybody, everybody's out for uh, for Golden State. Everyone's out for Golden State, and Denver's off an overtime game against New Orleans. I'm not taking an over. Can't like, do there's it. no way I can take an over in that spot. Just a, just a quick reminder: who's who is out? Uh, Iguodala is out. Thompson's out. Wiggins is out. Curry is out. Draymond is still out. They're not even uh, out. They didn't travel. Peyton is out. They're not even there. Yeah. Uh, well, Wiggins, Wiggins, and Curry and Thompson did not travel. I think. Yeah. And the rest of them are injured. Some just yeah, whatever. Correct. It's also it's the makeup game. So Golden State decided to make a point and just bench everybody. The Nuggets should win by double digits, but. Denver's kind of a psycho team. Do I trust them lying this many points? I think Denver money line is a great parlay piece tonight. If you're looking for a money line parlay, you well I can't see Golden State winning this game. Well, I would be. Uh, they've they've they play they play differently, so I would consider 
I would consider taking the over there just because it seems it seems like the zig when everybody else sags trying to move. I, I just can't. If Denver was not off an overtime game on a back-to-back, maybe. Yeah. But, but I, I can't because I just think Denver is going to try to slow the pace down. And I'm curious how many jump shots might be short in the second half. Yeah. So I'm going to stay away from the total. Is Denver a pass? But Denver money line could be a decent parlay option for some of you. I also don't mind Jokic props. I just think Jokic is going to have a field day. Today. Just give me a just give me a loony rebound props. Okay, that works too. Uh, what else is the uh, okay? Uh, Bruins versus Kings. Over. Scott, what's your thoughts? Uh, I was let I, you, like I was let, I was let you kick off the uh, the hockey segments. You like the Bru- uh, I like the Bruins oh. in this game itself. I know you're asking about the total, but mm-hmm. I believe the last time they played, the Bruins won nine nothing. Okay, was it eight nothing or nine nothing? Uh, I don't remember, buddy. Sorry, uh, I'm looking it up right now. It was uh, it was seven nothing. Oh, okay. They played February twenty eighth yeah. in L A. Yeah, seven. And the Bruins won seven nothing. Uh, now Boston's laying minus two hundred. Kings have been playing better lately. I have to be tempted by the over though, because each of uh, Boston's last seven games, uh, last four games, sorry, have had mm-hmm. at least seven goals. Yep. The Kings aren't exactly a great offensive team. Defensively, they're okay. But I like the Bruins team total over in this game. Nope. Five and a half, though, for a full game total does seem a bit low. Yep. I'm over. It's either over or pass. Me too. Um, as far as the, as far as the, uh, Blue Jackets and Toronto, of course, Blue Jackets, the, uh, big underdog there to, to the Leafs, uh, total in that one is seven. That's it one should, of those. It better, it better be seven. That's, I'll tell you that. that's one of those ones we were talking about. As the uh, uh, these two teams, Scott, um, they've been uh, scoring some serious numbers. Like uh, at the half, how about seventeen? Can I interest? Can I interest you in uh, in seventeen the other night for the Leafs? Well, the one thing that you got to remember for this matchup is the fact that Campbell is still injured. Right. So he hasn't played in a couple of weeks. So Toronto's still using Morazic, who's been meh. I mean, he's clearly not Campbell. Campbell was a borderline Vezina guy. So it's, not, it's definitely a downgrade there. Columbus does a pretty good job of getting shots on net. Toronto's defense has been a mess lately, which is why I'm not picking them to make a deep playoff run. I know a lot of people like them. Toronto really just reminds me of Florida, and it's kind of ironic because they're in the same division, but they score a bunch of goals and they give up a bunch of goals. So I like Columbus team total over two and a half, or over, I think it's two and a half juiced over, and they should get the three. I can't take an under. I mean, Toronto could score six here, and nobody would be surprised. So I'm going with the over. I see a 5-3 final, something like that. Two games this year have landed 9 and 7. I, I again, I can't get involved with an under. I'll, t- I'll I'll play I'll play the over there, but I do like the team total uh, better. If Campbell was a net, I might be tempted to take an under. Yep. But I can't with Morazic there. I can't do it. Nope. Nope. Totally agree. Um what else anybody uh Tottenham at home has been free money. I, saw the, I know they beat Man City, I believe it was two weeks ago, which was a nice win there. I know Kane had the extra time goal, but Tottenham's been a pretty streaky team. The home road splits are pretty noticeable. A big win by Man City over the weekend in the dar- in the derby. I mean, Man U sucks, but what else is new? Uh, yeah, uh, you can definitely make some money backing some 
splits looking at home and road for some soccer teams. Dallas and Utah, or Utah at Dallas, rather, I guess was one and a half, now two and a half in favor of the Mavs. Uh, Utah failed to cover the last three and five of the last six. I mean, I have to blindly take Dallas, right, because Gobert's questionable with a calf injury. If I don't know if Gobert's going to play, I'm not going to pick him. Uh, I've got no injury news for Utah right now. It says Gobert's questionable. Hmm, okay. So it says he's got a bit of a calf issue. I'm not sure if that's going to affect his status today or if he's going to play through it. The line has moved pretty noticeably. I believe Dallas was minus one yesterday. They're up to minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming Gobert's out. I think it's Dallas or pass. Yep, I'm the same. Gobert is so so meaningful for that team. Absolutely. I'm the same way. Uh, What's up, Nathan? If he does not play, though, sorry, if he does not play, Take the over on white side rebounds. Yep. Very good. Um, Cleveland State over Wright State. You know, my, my my snap call on that was Cleveland State, but this Wright State team has been playing really good basketball lately, Scott. They uh you look at you look at the numbers and they don't really they don't really jump out at you. But um they're a team that's been I don't know, playing pretty well lately. They've they've won the Three of their last four and uh, eight of their last 11. Cleveland State is the bloom off the rose a little bit. They had those back-to-back losses to Detroit and Oakland. Of course, those were on the road. They beat up on Bobby Morris. No one cares. What do you think, the number one seed there? Well, I cared. Well, Robert, I, Robert oh, that's 501. I cared. Oh, that's right. You took your... Uh, you, I don't want to talk about you it. You lit I, your money I on fire. I burning 30 bucks on a couple long shots in the horizon. Cool. Either way, uh, for this one, if you want to actually look at the overall conference tournament odds pre-tournament, I believe Cleveland State was a co-favorite at like plus 250, plus 260. Mm-hmm. The fact that a co-favorite was still plus 200 and change means nobody knows what the hell to expect from this conference. I agree with you. I like the current form that Wright State has been in recently. I think it's Wright State or pass. You could make an argument it's a coin flip game. Yep. But it does seem to me like Wright State's in better form. Coin flip, take the kick, take the points. Uh, it's got no exit staying away. Yep, Wilmington plus two, a team that's been uh, pretty good to us um, until they weren't. Uh, I'm so happy that Hofstra lost. Get the hell out of my face. You're dead to me, Hofstra. I hate that damn. Hofstra dead, team I tell so you. Uh, this is a Wilmington team. Just a quick reminder: they are. Uh, 15 and 4 against conference opponents, 11 and 3 against the number as an underdog. Well, I mentioned it because Charleston beat Hofstra to advance to this game. Mm-hmm. Beat the shit I'm out going of them, Wilmington, by the way. though. Even if Wilmington loses for me, they've made us so much money during the season in conference. Feel like you owe it to them. I don't know how I'm supposed to turn my back on them getting points. Right. They're so good against the number. I think that this should be a close game. It's not going to be easy, but. Wilmington money line is pretty tempting if you can get up, if you get even money or plus maybe one hundred five. I don't mind it. You, you know, I I I will. I look at this. I look at this Charleston team. That's uh, they're not bad. They've they well, they're and they're a good dog team. They've they've covered through uh, their last six in a row. Are they good as a favorite though? Yeah, that's the thing. That's uh, Wilmington. Wilmington as a dog has been really really good. And I think the Wilmington defense uh, will likely, 
uh, have a little something for them as long as they can stop the three. If they can't, if they let Charleston shoot the three, because this Wilmington team doesn't defend well against the three pointer, so if they can stop Charleston from shooting the three, they'll win. I'm probably more interested in taking a look at this live and seeing what I can get. Um, did we try to did we try to get a raise with the merger? You know, I, there's so much going on right now. I, I'm sure they look at our show and watch the incredible quality that we put out every day. And I'm sure they've just having meetings nonstop about not just if we're getting rid, how much it's going to be. So in the words of the government, uh, in the words of uh, Forrest Gump, the government must have kept that money because I ain't seen a nickel. <laughs> but, so uh, yeah, we'll. Uh, the answer is uh, as of right now, no. We'll see how we'll see how it all plays. We'll see out. what happens, but as of right now, no. You know what? I have no beefs. They've they've been pretty damn good to, uh, either, to us so far. So. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, you ready, buddy? Oh, Chattanooga, one more time on on the on the on the mock, Scott, and then we'll do our th- uh, and we'll do Chattanooga our thing. Chattanooga is a team that has been just the entire conference has been pretty quiet. But I mentioned how Wilmington's been good to us. I really like Furman, man. I mean, I mean they've been good to us too this season. Yeah, they have because they just seem to walk into eighty points all the time. Now Chattanooga's a great defensive team, so they should try to control the pace. If they willingly get into a track a track meet with Furman, they're just stupid. Yep. Because they shouldn't try to do that. But I kind of like Furman here. I'm biased, but I kind of like Furman. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't be- know who would win though between a mock and a paladin, which is kind of the tricky question. You? That is a tr- that is a tricky. <laughs> Thanks for throwing it to me. I don't know who would win between a mock and a paladin, Scott. What do you think? I think I'm going <laughs> with the paladin, but I'm I'm going to ask you what you think. Um, I. I think Furman can shoot the ball from downtown, and they shoot a shit ton of deep balls. This will be a fun game to watch. Can the Mocs shut down the three-point game? Well, they uh, were able to do that twice this season. Uh, they beat them twice and covered once. So last time they played at Furman, Furman was a four-point chalk. Got beat outright by six by the Moccasins, and uh, they held Furman to... By the Moccasins? What's that? Said by the moccasins? Yeah. That's what it is. What is that? What? Is it is that the full name there? I thought they just go by mocks. No, the the moccasins? Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right? Like the snake? I'm assuming so. I don't I don't know. Okay. All right. But check this out, buddy. Furman shot 17.4% from downtown. The uh the mocks shot 15%. So, fuck. Clang, clang, clang goes the rim. Um, okay. I'm biased. I mean, I'm rooting for Furman because yeah. they've made us some money this year. All right. I think Chattanooga's the better team. Yeah, I do too. Give me the defense in the tournament. Yeah, I hate to do it. I hate to do it. I think it's correlated, though. Like, okay. I, don't, I don't mind Chattanooga in the under if you want to go for a correlated parlay because if it turns into a fast-paced game, that has to benefit Furman. Yep, agreed. Uh, Georgia State, somebody asked about, we both like Georgia State. We talked about that before the show. We I was not expecting Louisiana to make it to the title game. Right. Good for them. I still don't think they're very good. Georgia, Georgia State was a team that was awful for most of the year. But then we noticed in the back half of conference play, it seemed like they really found their groove. Yep. So I think Georgia State's actually better than the record indicates. I like the Panthers. They're good. OG versus Young Gun. Love the show. Thanks for the info. Absolutely, Mr. Walker. We appreciate you stopping by. And, uh, yeah, now the part of the show that uh, a lot of people stop by for, Scott. It is uh, 
time once again. It's a fancy overall Monday. Put on your good ones. Get the both straps hooked up there. Adjust your cap just right. Get that straw hat on your head. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get the keys out and get ready to fire that bad boy up. Because once again, kids, it's time to hear from the cash cow as we bet the farm. All right, very good. Scott, I know we did have a bet the farm play for Friday night. How'd that go? We had the under in the Ohio-Northern Illinois game, and it went under. Cue to banjos! Yeehaw! No head bob from you? No, I was distracted because according to Twitter, uh, Calvin Ridley... Uh, just got suspended for a year because he was betting on football games. I was oh, distracted. You hate to hear it. Okay, very good. Uh, he says he was placing parlays on his cell phone. So, shout out to him. Oh, he should have been putting them um, on the college basketball. I'm wondering where he was living, though. Does Georgia have legal sports betting? I don't think so. But If I he likes to bet online... Yes, and maybe he was placing some parlays, but perhaps I don't really know how he gets caught from that. Is, is that so? He stepped away from football because of mental issues, and then he ended up gambling on the rest of the season. Not good. Maybe he was taking some beats. Maybe speaking of correlated parlays. Anyway, interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we mentioned it. We did a little. We did a little tease earlier as we talked about this team, and it is the South Dakota State Jack Rabbits. We're going to play the Jacks tonight. If you. If you don't like to watch them, you should at least like to say their name, the Jacks. We're going to take their team total over 80 and a half now. South Dakota State, uh, they like to run and they like to gun. I like to kick and punch and kick. I'm 50. Sorry, I just get weird things that distract me. Anywho, away from this, away from the shiny object, South Dakota State averaging 87.2 points per game. Second only to who, Scott? Gonzaga. Gonzaga, that's right. Of course, South Dakota State scored 82 points or better in seven of their last eight games. Jackrabbits have scored at least 84 points in both of the regular season meeting game regular season meetings between these two teams. And can South Dakota play any defense, you might ask? Well, according to Ken Palm, they rank 255th in defensive efficiency. This one should be fun to watch. And it should be fun to cash those tickets as you get yourself down on South Dakota State. Team total over 80 and a half. That's going to do it for our Bet the Farm play. Any thoughts on that The one? game's pretty interesting because the total has dropped by about four points for the full game. I think that mostly has to do with people questioning South Dakota's ability to score. Yep. So we're going to take them out of the equation. Yep. I still lean to the over in the game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that South Dakota offensively has had issues against the South Dakota State defense makes me want to just take South Dakota State team total over. Yep, that number's down a little bit today. We're going to buy the dip. Buy the dip, as the crypto bros say, right, Scott? Well, that's the point, is that I like the over in general, but we're kind of avoiding the dip, and we're buying a smaller portion of the market. Correct, correct. Very good. So, take the take the Jackrabbits team total over 80 and a half. That's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for day one of season two here on Monday. We appreciate you guys stopping by to watch us, of course. Don't forget, every single day we do this, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Don't forget to check us out on Allie Burns' show tomorrow. The uh, It's going to be at... Uh, it's going to be total chaos. It's total chaos. What time is it? 7.30 Eastern, right? Yeah, it's 4.30 yes. Pacific. Yeah, so 7.30 That's when they're recording. I'm not sure when it's getting released. Oh, good point. Good point. All right, so 
Check us out whenever we're on there this week. It'll be at some point. So you guys have a great day. Thanks for watching. And uh, don't forget to check us out tomorrow again, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we do every single day. Scott and I will do our best to help you in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.